In the King James Version of Galatians 5.22 it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness and faith. But in the NIV, the version is ch changes. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. It's just a changing word there, where from faith to faithfulness. And in, I was reading Psalm 89, and, and it talks about God's faithfulness nine times in one psalm. God's faithfulness towards us nine times. And I was thinking, what about our faithfulness to others? Have you ever said to someone, I'll call you right back, and you've never called them back? Let's get together sometime. And we've never ever gotten together. I'll be there. I'll make an appointment. Let's get together and do something. And we never follow through on our promises. Or have you ever said to someone, I'll pray for you. And you never got around to praying for that person. So the word faith can actually mean to be faithful, reliable, dependable and loyal. Simply put, it means that someone can be counted on. So what I want us to look at is, at the, is this seventh characteristic in Galatians or the fruit of God's spirit in our lives. This is the fruit of faithfulness, which God sees as an important part in our lives. You know, faithfulness is not a, a word you hear used in society today. And it's not really valued by people today as much as it was in the past. But God desires us tonight to grow in faithfulness. Because faithfulness is very important to God. So what does it really mean to be faithful? There are four words that describe what it means to be faithful. Firstly, reliable. A faithful person is reliable. Trustworthy. A faithful person is trustworthy. Someone you can count on and depend upon. Sorry, count on. Dependability. When a faithful person says they will do something that they will do it. And fourthly, consistent. A faithful person is consistent in all their ways. You know, faithfulness in people is a rare quality today. In Proverbs 20 verse 6 it says, Who can find a faithful man? Who can find a faithful man? So why is faithfulness so important today? Psalm 33 verse 4 tells us, he is faithful in all he does. And here we are talking about God. God is faithful in all he does. Aren't you glad tonight that God is, a, is faithful in everything that he does for us? You know, there are many things that we should give thanks to God for. And for worship and, for, and to love him. Thankful for his love. For his grace and for his mercy. 
But one of the things that we should appreciate most about God is his faithfulness towards us. It is because he is true to his word and that he is consistent. You know, he doesn't waver. What does it say in the chorus? You never change, you never turn. And that is our God tonight. He is faithful all of the time. You know, even when we are faithful, faithless, God remains faithful. Because that is who God is. You know, I am also thankful that our God is not an emotional God. It's not like when he's feeling good, he will bless us. But when he's having a bad day, well, I'll just let them get on with things. Or he doesn't say, well, I'm going to do that when I get round to it. Or a God who works on impulse either. You know, when he feels like doing something or doesn't feel like doing something, our God is faithful. Or a forgetful God as well. He's not the kind of God who says, oh, I forgot you're out there and need my help. I'm sorry, I will try to do better next time. Our God is there all the time. He is a faithful God. He is consistent. He is dependable. And he is there all the time. And he's not just a God of good intentions or good ideas either. And he's not a God full of excuses as to why he could not do what he said he would do. Our God keeps his promises towards us. He's faithful, trustworthy, dependable and consistent in all of his ways. And God desires us to be like him tonight. And he also would like us to grow in the character of Christ. God wants you and me to grow in faithfulness tonight. Of all the people on this earth, God's people should be the most dependable that there is. Of all the people at work, all the pe next door neighbour, it should be the Christian that should be the most worthy of the trust, being consistent and reliable to those who around them. And we should portray the character of God in our lives. So why should we be faithful? It's because our God is faithful. So we should be like him. Life is so much easier, you know, when people are faithful. And I believe that many of the problems in the world today are the result of unfaithfulness. Many of the struggles and trials in life are the result of people being unfaithful. Proverbs 25 verse 19 tells us, Trusting someone who is not faithful when trouble comes is like a bad tooth or a disabled foot. And I've had both of those, so I know exactly what I'm talking about here. What, what it's saying is that an unfaithful person is like having a pain in your life. It's when you have a, a toothache or a pain, you never know when the next shooting pain is going to go through your body. So you live with that kind of tension. You can never relax because you know the pain is going to be there. 
Well, in the same way, when you live or work with an unfaithful person, you never know when they are going to let you down or disappoint you or do something that they should not. You know, we all depend on faithfulness in our lives. We like, and we like to have connection with people who are faithful and dependable. You know, the most common things that we can think of, the postman, you know, he is faithful. Rain, hail, snow, he is out there delivering post. You know, the paper boy delivering the newspapers. You don't see many of them around now, but you know, years ago, it was a common thing to get your newspaper delivered at the right time, on the right day, was the best part. But yes, the paper boy, or in a restaurant, you know, we depend on the waitress, the service that she gives us, the taking of the order and getting it right. Well, what about when you put your car into the garage? We have faith in the mechanic that is going to repair it. Life is much better when people are faithful and when, we are when they are consistent and reliable. Let me ask you a question tonight. Don't have to answer it. Do you have the kind of reputation among your friends and family, the people you work with and live with, that you are reliable, consistent, trustworthy and dependable? Are you that person? You know, someone said, the greatest ability is dependability. And you know, there will be a time when we will be judged according to our faithfulness. You know, just as those people when they got the talents from their master. You know, and when we stand before God, he will be the one that will judge us. If you are a Christian, you will be judged according to your faithfulness here on this earth. And it will be by the way we have used our time, our resources, the things that God has given us. But we will not be judged according to our talents because our talents all come from God. Also, you will not be judged according to our good intentions since sometimes good intentions are never followed through. As I said before, you know, I'll give you a ring. It never do. But we will be rewarded when we come in front of God according to our faithfulness in him and how we used what God has given to us. You know, God is very concerned that we develop faithfulness in our, in our lives. In Matthew 25, verse 21, it says, This is the parable of the talents, where the master said to the servant, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Can God say that of us tonight? Well done, good and faithful servant. You know, faithfulness is important for many reasons. But really it is important because God will reward us according to how faithful we are here on this earth. Also, there are 
seven, se sorry, several characteristics of faithfulness that we can portray in our lives. Firstly, keep your promises. If you want to grow in faithfulness, begin by keeping promises. Proverbs 25 verse 14 tells us, A man who brags about the gifts he doesn't give is like clouds and wind that don't produce rain. Perhaps we know people like this. People who claim that they would do all kinds of things for you, but they never follow it through. They make promises to us, but they are not able to keep their promises. To grow in faithfulness, we have to be careful of the kind of promise or the promises we make to people. I will get right back to you and never get back to that person. So tonight, how reliable is your word? <coughs> when you say you're going to do something, are you consistent, reliable and dependable? You know, many times as parents and grandparents, we make all kinds of promises to our kids. Sorry, Mark, we'll close your ears, sir. <laughs> we say, well, okay, just leave me alone for a moment and I'll take you out for an ice cream or we'll go to the park or we play afterwards. You know, we make these promises without thinking too much about them, just because we want a bit of peace. But children remember promises, you know. Children remember promises. And if you have small, grand, small children or grandchildren, you will know what I'm talking about. It's very important that when we make a promise to our children, that we follow through on it. Be faithful to even the little ones. They need to know that we are dependable and that we are consistent and that we will live up to our word and that our word is important. You know, our children do learn from us and they learn by our example. So tonight, keep your promises. Keep your promises. Secondly, use your talents. 1 Peter 4.10 tells us, each one, of, each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. All of us have re received some form of gifts, abilities or talents from God. We might think it, but we do. And God wants and expects us to use these to further his kingdom. And this is a way of demonstrating our love to God and our faithfulness to God. And if the Christian doesn't use their gifts and talents for God, the body of Christ suffer as a result of that. You know, if you want to grow in faithfulness, begin using your talents. Not just for yourself, not just for your own personal gain, but for the work of the Lord. And it be a blessing to other people as well. You know, some of us might say, I'm not as talented as, as some of the others. And I've heard that said in this church, mind you. I have heard that said. I can't teach the way others do in the church. I don't have the kind of gifts or the abilities that some other people have. So I really can't do anything. I will just come along and let the other people do their thing. I could have easily done that. I could have easily done that a few years ago. 
And if it wasn't for the men around me and the women around me, I wouldn't be here tonight. Because they were the ones that showed me that they were faithful, they were consistent, and they were dependable. People in the past who've had such a, uh, an input, should I say, in my life. You know, tonight, just because you think you can't do the teaching or the speaking, you're not excluded from doing what you can for God. Faithfulness does not depend on what you don't have or can't do. Faithfulness depends on what you do have and what you do with what God has given you. Each one of us has been given something tonight from God. Remember, you are not responsible for what you don't have, but you are responsible for what you have. Did you pick up on that there? Remember, you are not responsible for what you don't have, but you are responsible for what you have. If you have a gift, a talent, that God has given you, use it. Use it for his glory. Use it for bringing people to him. So we should be faithful in whatever it is that God has given to us. Thirdly, make the most of your time. <clears throat> you know, time is something that we all have in common because everyone has the same amount of time. We all have 168 hours in a week. And if anybody gets a calculator out, I've already done it. <laughs> in Ephesians 5:15 tells us, "Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity." Just as we're going to be held accountable to God for how we use our talents and our abilities, in the same way we are going to be held accountable to God for how we use our time. You and I have been given, given a limited amount of time on this earth. You know, God says three score and ten. Many are past that, John. And, uh, you know, when we think of it, that, that is what God has given us. He's given us a limited amount of time on this earth. You know, and as I said before, he will judge us and we will be accountable for how we spend and invest our time. So are you investing your time for yourself and your own personal gain and benefit or are you investing your time in the things that will last for eternity? You know, God is very concerned about how he uses our time. So if you want a, a true test of whether or not God is really number one in your life, look at your calendar or in your diary and see what you've got penciled in. Did you hear what I said? See what you've got penciled in, not inked in, because you can always rub pencil out and put God in place of anything. Fourthly, stand by your friends. Become a loyal friend to people. You know, friendship in this church. I thought I had real friends before I come to know God. You know, when things happened, I'd never seen them no more. But this church 
It's full of friendship. It's full of friends. People who will help you. People who love you. People who are dependable. Proverbs 17, 17 says, A friend loves at all times. He is there to help when trouble comes. Real friends are the kind of people who are consistent, reliable, and they can be counted on in a crisis. If you were to look at yourself, what kind of friend would you want to be? Kind to others? That will turn to you. Are you that person who is reliable? Who can be counted on in the crisis? You are there for them. You are dependable. You are consistent. Are we tonight that kind of friend that people need? Fifthly, do your best at work. I think, I think there's, there's only about... Well, oh, it's Cameron. I, <laughs> there's, there's more here than what I thought. I was going to say there's only one or two that's still working, but there's not. There's a few in there now. There's Ian, there's uh, Cameron, Lynn, Michael, Rose. <coughs> no, I do. Yeah, yeah. You don't. You put your name down for it, lad. Ian. <laughs> but do your best at work. If you if you were or you're responsible in your job for the hiring. What kind of character profile would you look for in people that you hire? Certainly, I know for a fact when you, you fill your CV in, you know, the words that they want to hear, the, the buzzwords, isn't it? Reliable, faithful, consistent, dependable. They're all there and people use them on the CVs. And that's the kind of people you want. The key to being dependable in your job is found in Colossians 3 verse 23. It says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as working for the Lord, not for men. You know, Ray Flanders told me that when I first became a Christian. He says, when you go to work, do your best, because you're working for God, not for men. And that's what it was. And it was that verse there, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart, as working for the Lord, not for men. Don't, I know there's men pays your wages and things like that, but it's for God. We need to recognise that while at work, you're not only working for your employer, but you're working for God. And as you work, work hard, you're, you are going to please both your un employer and you'll be honouring God at the same time. You know, sometimes people forget, you know, you're, you're a representative of Jesus Christ. And when you're at work, you are his ambassador. You're not working to please your employer. You're working to please God. And if you take this kind of attitude on, it will transform the way you do your, th do your work. You know, I was in charge of uh, quite a few men when I was on the shipyards. And they all knew who I was. And they all knew who I stood for. And, uh, and I... I, I, I I believe I was fair to each and every one of them. And I had respect from men. And that's the biggest thing, you know. If you get respect for people, from people, it's a, it's a big thing. You know, even in the hard times, even when you're criticised, it tells us in the Bible to work as unto the Lord and not as man. 
You know, it's another way of demonstrating our faithfulness to our God. Commit yourself to a church. Romans 12 verse 5 tells us, So also we are many persons, but in Christ we are one body, and each part of the body belongs to all the other parts. You know, we can't function without each other. You know, my, I can't, if, I, if I was Edwin and I couldn't see, I would need somebody alongside me. And hopefully Edwin knows that he can call upon anyone here if he needs his help. He can ring us up. You know, then that's, that's part of the body. You know, when you become a Christian, you become part of God's family. We all belong to each other. And God made it so that when we need each other, we are there for each other. And as you read through the Testament, in the New Testament, you will learn how we are in a, how we are in a spiritual battle. Because Christ brings us together. He arms us. He, he gives us a capability. And when you become a Christian, you do enter into a battle. We become part of God's army. The Bible talks about overcoming, conquering and being victorious. It talks about how we are soldiers and we are, put up and we are to put on the full armour of God. And we are to fight the good fight. So as part of God's army, we cannot fight the battle alone. There's certain things that we need. We need brothers and sisters. We need the body of Christ. We need encouragement. We need reinforcement, instruction, teaching, the support and the love and strength of God. And God provides all this for us so we can conquer today and be victorious over the evil one. Also, we, can, we cannot live the Christian life alone. We need to be part of a family because we are no good on our own. It's no good wandering from church to church and have no peace as some do. Because how will they grow in, in situations that they'll find themselves in? We have to plant ourselves somewhere where we can flourish and be bountiful tonight. We need each other. It's as simple as that. We need each other so that we can grow together and do what God has called us to do. To be a witness and a testimony in the world around us today. You know, part of growing in faithfulness is committing ourselves to a church, a body of believers. So these are some of the principles that if you will obey God's word, God by his spirit, by his spirit will enable us to grow in faithfulness. But we have to learn. And we have to do certain things. We have to keep our promises. Use our talents. Make the most of our time. Stand by our friends. Do our best at work. Commit ourselves to church. And as we step out in faith in these areas. God by his spirit will create faithfulness in each and every one of our lives. You know, I can't emphasise the importance of faithfulness in our lives tonight. You know, the Bible tells us in the parable of the talents that the master went away and left his servants in charge <coughs> of his kingdom. Now, when the master returned, he rewarded his servants for how faithful they were. He did, did not reward them on the, their good intentions, 
but how faithful they were in being faithful to his kingdom. Well, Jesus has left us this world. He has given us resources and talents and all kinds of things so that we can invest them in this world for his kingdom. But there is a day coming when Jesus will return. The question is, will Jesus find us faithful in doing his work? You know, being faithful, using our time and resources and our talents for the kingdom of God will bring fruit into our lives. Amen.